the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there a real God and where is he when I'm really suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every day on this program. In these challenging times, we believe that God's word is the source to all our answers. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us today. We're in a series called Imagine. And I want you to look uh, inside your bulletin and take your sermon notes, if you will. Today, I want to speak on this subject. Imagine if every child, if every child had a home. And I will forewarn you that as I go through this message, I struggled uh, knowing what to say and how to say it. Uh, but I've, I've prayed and... Um, there will be some nerves that will be touched today. Some emotions uh, will stir. But I pray that in all things that the Word of God and the Spirit of God would lead us and guide us in all things. I didn't know where to start today. And so I decided to start with the word imagine. And just imagine what it would look like if every child had a home. Albert Einstein said these words, knowledge is limited, but imagination encircles the world. Napoleon Bonaparte said, imagination rules the world. Terry Pratchett said that stories of imagination tend to upset those without one. And Henry Miller said, imagination is the voice of daring. If there is anything godlike about God, it is that he dared to imagine everything. And therefore today I want you to use your imagination and imagine as I believe God did when he created and dreamt and imagined and fashioned the home. And within that boundaries of a godly father and a godly mother would spring forth the possibility and reality of a safe, nurturing, caring environment to protect, care, and raise children who repeatedly are seen in God's Word as having a high value and high worth. It was Carl Sandburg who said, a baby is God's opinion that the world should go on. I know typically when I speak that one half of the audience is married and one half of the audience is made up of those of you who are single. I understand that. But all of you, whether you're married or single, don't care 
I don't care if you're married or single, all of you got here today because you were either involved with, attached to, hatched by, adopted by a family. Somewhere along the way, we all got here the same way. There was a mom and a dad who were blessed by God. In Psalm 127, verse 3, the Bible says that sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward from God. God in heaven imagined this loving, caring, nurturing environment where children would be raised. But all you've got to do is read the news and you know that in many parts of our world, there is not a peaceful, loving, nurturing environment. Imagine if every child had a safe loving and nurturing home and i will tell you this as a church and as a pastor if there's anything we can do i mean if there's anything that we can do to help that happen imagine every child having a home don't you see if there's anything that we can do as a church to help that that we ought to be involved with that and so today with your eyes you're going to see some things i'm going to show you some things and with your time and with your hearts and with your minds and with your emotions i want you to support i want you to experience i want you to strive say the word strive i want you to strive for four things today number one write this down we need to create healthy and holy families Most of our problems in America can be traced back somewhere to having something to do with the breakdown of the home. Whether you look at the number of people in the prison system, whether you look at children who are neglected, people who are are addicted to drugs, to crime and to violence, to those who are struggling with their sexual orientation, to the suicide rate. And I'm very much aware, I'm very much aware that there are exceptions to every rule. I understand that. And so you can give me the exception to the rule. I I got you, I got you covered on that. But I'm telling you that many problems in our world today can be traced back to the breakdown of the home. I pray that we always strive for that biblical definition of marriage, where one man is married to one woman. That is the biblical definition of marriage. I want you to look. I want you to look at these words. Now, this is very, inter- this is very interesting. If you have your Bibles, it's in, the first chap- it's in the first book of the Old Testament, and it's also in the very first book of the New Testament. It's kind of interesting, all right? You have the start of the Old Testament. In Genesis chapter 2, you have these words. God said these words, for this reason a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife and they will become one flesh. Jesus uh, repeats those exact same words in the first book of the New Testament in Matthew 19, verses 4 through 6. And then as you read to the rest of the New Testament, you come to passages like Ephesians chapter 5, where it talks about that the man's job, the man's job is to love God and, and, to, and then to love his wife and to care for his wife, to serve his wife, to, to, uh, to honor his wife, to, to, to keep the marriage pure, to, uh, to, to cleanse, to keep it clean, to, to, uh, to submit, to honor, 
to serve, uh, to bless, to sacrifice, even his own life if need be. That's in the Bible that a man should be willing to give up anything, even his own life, uh, for the sake of his wife. And then the woman, she's supposed to learn to honor Christ and to honor God with her life and to keep herself pure. And, And as she honors Christ, that she then learns to honor and serve her husband. And the two of them, this is in the Bible, the two of them faithfully and committed uh, uh, serve and, and love one another for the rest of their lives. Now, if you remember last week, last week I talked about everyone doing their best, how God deserves the best. And, but I also talked about how Satan deceives the best, that Satan works overtime trying to destroy everything that's of God, that Satan is the one that's tried to, to ruin the, the marriage, the, the relationship between husbands and wives. He's the one that's trying to destroy our homes and our families and our children and our future. And he attacks our marriages on many different fronts. Couples argue over many things that lead them down this path called divorce. We argue about money and finances. We argue about, we have communication problems. We have issues in the bedroom. We have issues of infidelity. Even though God said these words in Malachi 2.16 where God says, I hate divorce, statistics prove that for every two marriages, one ends in a divorce. I don't know if you know this, but for couples that are ages 20 to 25, a young couple comes, they want to get married. uh, The statistics say between ages 20 and 25, someone gets married that that, that it's a 60 percent chance 60 percent chance that that marriage is going to end in a divorce today and then children of divorced parents are far more likely to divorce themselves so if a couple walks through that down that path of divorce the chances are you are sending your children down that exact same path that's the statistics don't say well this isn't going to affect my children my children will be okay no when you walk through those doors you're sending your children down that exact same path so i I say parents hang in there Uh, there's a generational there are generational consequences the bible the bible does talk the bible does talk about divorce it talks about that there are reasons for divorce and one of the reasons that is stated for divorce is when one of the partners have committed adultery the Bible makes it very clear if, if one of the, the two have committed adultery, the Bible says that divorce is permitted. It is permitted. Now, I, as you read through that text, and you can study the Bible on this, it doesn't, encourage, it doesn't encourage you to get a divorce. It just says it's permitted. Because in many cases, not all, because I listen, I know that there, there's sometimes couples have been through so much that, and they, they separate and, and, uh, uh, and, and it appears to be for the best. But I want you to know that in many cases, not all, but in many cases, there's a, even a higher value when two people, when they've had problems, that they work through those problems. They find a Christian counselor. They, they start to go to church. They read their Bible. They, 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 they begin to work through those issues. And if somehow, by the grace of God, if God can restore that marriage and he can restore that love, there's even a greater value for that marriage to stay intact, for that home to stay intact. And I am convinced, I'm convinced that we here in the church, that we, if we, here's the deal, if we had men in this room that would serve God with all of their heart and then love their wives the way they love God, and if we had women who would honor Christ uh, with all of their heart and then honor their husbands, I am convinced that we in the church, we could reverse all those trends. Uh, I believe we could do that. I believe we can do that. 
So in your sermon notes, we have all these Bible verses. We don't have time to go through this, but I wanted to give you resources. This is what we're going to do today. In fact, we have a whole a sack full of, a bag full of resources that we're going to give you today when you leave. Uh, but uh, right now, these are all the verses, some of the verses in the Bible that talk about men being, becoming godly fathers and women becoming godly mothers and children honoring their parents. And so we just wanted you if, you, if you're here today and you want to be a godly man, a godly father, you need to study those verses. You want to be a godly woman, study, study through those verses. Number two, write this down. We want to strive to celebrate and to protect the life of the unborn child. We need to celebrate every child that is born. Amen? But we also, not just celebrating the children that are born, we need to celebrate the children that are inside the mother's womb. It was 1973, Roe versus Wade, when the Supreme Court, I don't know if you ever thought about the Supreme Court, but you have nine people, and usually it's a five to four decision. Five people usually determine what happens in this country. It's the best system we got, I suppose. If you're the one picking those five people, amen. But here's, what, here's how it reads. I don't know if you've ever read the words. It says, and here's how it's worded. In, in, in the consultation with their physician, a woman has a constitutional right to have an abortion, and here's how it's worded, in the early stages of pregnancy. That is, before viability. Viability, what does that mean? That means that if a child is not viable, it's okay for you to take that child's life. And the real definition is, is that the child can't live on its own. So since it can't live on its own, it's okay. Now, in case you haven't been reading the news lately, the uh, abortion advocates have been, there's certain people who are advocating now that if it's based on viability, which it is based on viability, that even after the child is born, up to say seven or eight months, that the parents should be allowed, even after the child is born, to abort the child because after all, when the child is two months, three months old, it's still not viable based on the fact it can't live by itself. That's what's being advocated today. So the question is this. When does life begin? And who makes that decision? Is it you? Do I get to decide? Do we all get to decide? Does the court of law decide? Do politicians decide? Are we going to have a majority vote? Let's just vote. The whole country vote. And however the country decides, if we have more people who believe this, that will be the law. If more people believe this, that will be the law. When does life begin and who, who is it that makes that decision? Is it God? There are many legitimate questions. I get them asked. I love questions. You can ask questions. I, love, I think you need to ask questions. There are, there are important questions. There are important issues involved in this issue. Don't be afraid to ask questions and engage in conversation. We need to walk through those issues. They are legitimate questions, good questions. But every question has to be weighed against this one question. When does life begin? And who is it that gets to make that decision? 
I want to show you two passages of Scripture. First one is Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb. This is before you were ever formed in the womb. God says to Jeremiah, he says, I knew who you were. Before you were born, God said, before you, Jeremiah, were born, I, God, set you, Jeremiah, apart. I, God, this is before you were born, I decided, I appointed you, you were going to be a prophet to the nation of Israel. Look at Psalm chapter 139, verse 13, for you, O God, created my inmost being. You, God, knit me together. Can you picture someone knitting? God just knitting this baby together. You knit me together, God, in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. All you need to do is look at creation and know it's, it's, it's an incredible thing that happens. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Verse, nine, verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret depths the secret place when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And then look at verse 16. It says, and your eyes, God, your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were actually written down in God's book before even one of them came to be. Before one of them came to be. Now, in your notes, in your sermon notes, at the very bottom, we put four different clinics. These are crisis pregnancy centers. One's out in Simi Valley. That's Susan. That's, they've got the RV. You can actually go out after church and look through there. There are two here in the San Fernando Valley, and there's one in uh, West L.A. And here's the deal. A lot of people don't realize this. These are places you go if you're struggling with whether or not you, you're going to have an abortion or not. You need to stop in there. They will show you uh, the baby. Uh, they will help you uh, if you, like, you feel like you're stressed out and you feel like you just can't have this baby, you're not in a position. They will help come alongside and they give you support. They have mentors that they assign to you. They help you with resources. Uh, if you just think you can't continue on with this pregnancy, they will help you through that process, including the process of getting your baby adopted. They will help you with all that. If you know of someone who's, who's what we call in crisis, uh, these are some resources for you uh, to help them. Number three, write this down. We need to be involved and support adoption agencies and foster care programs. We need to be involved and support adoption agencies and foster care programs. The Bible says in James 1.27, and you've got to see this verse. It's in the Bible. This is, this is Jesus' brother, James. James said religion that God our Father accepts. Everyone say accepts. There's all kinds of religions. But God says the religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after who? To look after orphans and widows in their distress. You know know how many foster care children there are in the United States of America? In the whole country? 500,000 children who have been abandoned who've been abused, who the parents have said, we don't want you. Uh, their, their average age is between, like, say, 5 and 13. Most of these kids end up in serious, serious trouble. Uh, do you know how many churches there are in America? 500,000. Do you realize that every church, this is just one church. We have a lot of families here. If just this church, someone in this church, if every church took care 
of just one child, we could take care of every child in the foster care program in the entire United States of America if every church just got involved by taking care of one child. I want you to write this down quickly. I want church to be a time where you're uplifted and you're encouraged to do two things, to begin anew and to begin today. Because I know all over this room there are people who have made decisions that when you hear something like this or you watch something like this, those raw emotions just are touched. And that's the great thing about church is that no matter what you've done or whoever you've been, that God in heaven, in his mercy, allows you to come and to say, you know what, today, I want to start over. If God can take a man who performs 75,000 abortions and change his heart without even a religious experience, where that man becomes a proponent for life, then God can change your heart. He can do it. I want us to stand quickly and bow our heads for just a word of prayer. Father, bless us as we sing. Thank you for the time in church that we've had here today. And I just ask... God, that whatever we can do as a church to help children, they are defenseless. Who's going to stand on their behalf? Who's going to watch over them, protect them? Inside, there's a woman on the front row. I just saw her. She's pregnant. I don't know if it's a male, a female, but I know, God, that that child, you have all that child's days have already been written down. And I pray that they'd come to fruition. Bless us. Bless every baby. Bless every baby, God. Bless every child. Help us to defend marriage, protect children and to honor you, God. I pray in Jesus' name. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. 
Wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems? Just like there's a smartphone app for calculating a tip or getting directions to a local store. Most of us have heard the phrase, there's an app for that, popularized by the creators of the iPhone. Well, God has an app for the common problems faced by Christians everywhere. Are you stressed out? God has an app for that. Problem with crude language or gossip? Struggling with prejudice? Brokenhearted? Anxious? Or depressed? God has an app for that too. Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, is available now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This helpful resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get God Has an App for That on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. Hello, friends. My name is Dusty Frizzell, and I want to invite you to our new Thursday night service at Shepherd Church. That's right. We're adding a fourth service starting May 5th. Worship service starts at 7 p.m., and it's for all ages, but we're going to have food trucks before the service. In the first few weeks, the food is going to be free. We'll be following the same sermon series as the weekends, and you'll hear from myself, from some of my friends, and even from Pastor Dudley. So if you'll be gone on a weekend, or you just want to open up some seats for others on the weekends, join us on Thursdays starting May 5th, at 7 p.m. I hope to see you there. All information on dates, service times, and locations can be found on our website, shepherdchurch.com. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.